You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Parents of teenagers have a lot to deal with because teens have a lot to deal with. How can a parent tell when their kid needs help and when they should butt out? It's really difficult to tell what's normal during the teen years and when is there something to worry about. Teenagers should be functioning fairly well in three areas. Then, American consumers are smarter and more sophisticated than ever. What's this mean to those businesses trying to sell us stuff? Now what you're seeing is consumers who not only consume products, consume messages, but they are now so producing messages. So the cycle of information has come full circle. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show comes your way right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Your teenager is acting up lately, or being withdrawn, or otherwise acting strange. Anything to worry about, or just normal teen behavior? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to an expert who helps parents know when to worry. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Dr. Lisa Boeski is a psychologist and an expert on teenagers with emotional and behavioral difficulties. She's also the author of a book called When to Worry, How to Tell if Your Teen Needs Help and What to Do About It. Dr. Boeski, welcome to InfoTrack. Nice to be here. Do you think as a group today's teens are struggling with behavior problems any more than previous generations? Well, you know, it's hard to tell because we didn't do much research on it back in the day, so we really don't know exact numbers. But I think society has changed. So if you had maybe a behavior problem or you had a hard time concentrating, you in the old days may have worked on a farm or you might have helped out in the family business. Where now I think the demands on kids are so different with reading, writing, schoolwork. The pressures in academics have gotten much harder. What they're exposed to and the temptations out there with regards to drugs has changed. So if you use drugs on kind of a little bit of a vulnerable brain, so it's not really clear, but it definitely society has changed. So it may be showing up more or maybe manifesting differently. Maybe you can just touch on some of those behaviors that parents should be most concerned about and what differences there are as far as boys and girls, because they probably aren't exactly the same, right? That's exactly right. In fact, for an example is depression. Most people assume that depression looks like sad, crying, withdrawn in the corner. That's actually not necessarily true. Although girls are more likely to show it that way, Boys are more likely to show their depression in irritability, agitation. They might be fighting more. They might be aggressive. So it looks like a quote-unquote behavior problem when it's really a mood disorder like depression. And there are some teenage girls that can show it that way as well. We just see a lot of differences in boys kind of with this outward expressing of behavior and emotions and girls turning it more inward. Same thing can be said with ADHD, but on the flip side. So attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, having a hard time concentrating and being impulsive, boys tend to, again, be much more out there, so they're diagnosed with that, where girls, on the other hand, are much more internal and have a harder time concentrating, losing focus, maybe daydreaming, and they're not identified as much. So boys are underdiagnosed with depression, 
girls are underdiagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Interesting. Now, there are a lot of teenage behaviors and attitudes that cause concerns for just about every parent of a teen, uh, <laughs> but they still fall within the range of reasonably normal teen behavior. What kind of warning signs can parents watch for so that they know that there is a serious problem? Well, and I think that is the difficulty, and it's actually one of the reasons I wrote the book, because it's really difficult to tell what's normal during the teen years, and when is there something to worry about. Some people actually ask me, how could you have written a book about this? I thought adolescence itself was a mental health disorder. (laughs) So the reality is what parents want to look for is interfering with functioning. So what that means is teenagers should be functioning fairly well in three areas. One, school. They should be getting at least average grades. They shouldn't be getting kicked out of the classroom. Two is their family. It's fine to have conflict. It's normal to have more kind of arguments, disagreements, a little bit of the rebellion, normal during the teenage years. When it gets to the point where there's constant fighting, constant bickering, where the parents cannot get along with their child at all, again, that interferes with their functioning. And the third area is friendship. Teenagers should have friends. So it's either they're intimidating or bullying other kids so that they have no friends, or they're isolated and really nobody likes them, that too is interfering with their functioning. So what parents really need to look for is all teens get moody, all teens are rebellious, all teens have a hard time concentrating. Is their teen experiencing that behavior or emotion to the point where it's either interfering with school, their family life, or their friendship? Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Lisa Boeski. She is a clinical psychologist, and she's also one of the country's most respected experts on troubled teens. She has a book out called When to Worry, How to Tell if Your Teen Needs Help, and What to Do About It. Dr. Lisa, you uh, hear the term self-esteem bandied around a lot. How important is that, and what can parents do to build that up if it is important? Well, self-esteem is basically how a teen feels about themselves. And a lot of kids today, I mean, it's really unfortunate. We live in this celebrity culture. And so many teens today really base their self-esteem on how they look, the clothes they wear, how thin they are, or for boys, how muscular they are. It's really important for parents to help build their teen's self-esteem in other ways. And what that means is really helping them see that success means a variety of different things. If they're not necessarily someone who's academically oriented, parents should really kind of value something else about them. Are they really smart? Are they really scientifically inclined? Are they involved in religious programs? Are they more of a volunteer? Are they more artistic? Another thing they can do is to be careful what they say. Sometimes parents are joking, or sometimes parents will say things to prod their youth, say they want their youth to lose some weight. They may joke around. That can really hurt a child's self-esteem. And although they may laugh with you, sarcasm and joking with teens about sensitive areas can really stick with them for long, long periods. And I think another thing that parents can do to build their teen self-esteem is to really to understand that teens are going to make mistakes. And it is normal for them to make bad decisions. It's normal for them to make some pretty big mistakes. And that what they can do is help their teens accept those mistakes talk it through, and use it as a teaching moment and a learning opportunity rather than just coming down on their team. Some parents might suspect that their kids have a problem, but they're not really sure where to turn. How do you recommend that they get help if they do think they need it? Well, I think parents should definitely trust their gut. Parents know their kids better than anybody else. So if you have a feeling of, hmm, I don't think something doesn't seem right, 
then you definitely want to follow up. I usually recommend that they follow up with a trusted professional, whether it's a pediatrician or clergy or a school counselor, someone who has worked with and is in contact with a lot of different teenagers so they can see, is your teen within kind of the normal range, even if they're on the outskirts, or have they kind of crossed the line? But I wouldn't stop there. If those people say, you know, I do think this might be something to worry about, at that point, it's really important for parents to then seek out a qualified mental health professional, such as a psychologist who can do an evaluation. And what I mean by evaluation is not a 10 or 15 minute with a family practice you know, physician. It's usually a two to three hour evaluation where they really look beyond what your child is saying but what's really going on underneath the surface. Because sometimes kids don't report exactly what's going on or they over-report the wrong things. We need to find out what's really going on. If you could just give one piece of advice to parents whose youngsters are just entering their teen years, what would you tell them? I would say to keep in mind that the research says teenagers actually want to spend more time with their parents than they actually are spending now. So during the early teen years tends to be the time when conflict tends to go up. All of a sudden, teens don't want to spend time with you. They don't want to be seen with you. Every time you give them physical affection, they're wiping their cheek and saying, oh, get away from me. Don't listen. Make sure that you continue to supervise, monitor, and don't go anywhere. Keep loving them. Keep kissing them. Keep letting them know that no matter how much they don't want to be seen with you, you still love them and want to be seen with them. Don't take it personally, but let them know that you're still there, you do care, and throughout the teenage years, keep communication open because you want them to come to you when they get tempted into dangerous behaviors. Dr. Lisa Boeski, clinical psychologist and author of the book, When to Worry, How to Tell if Your Teen Needs Help and What to Do About It. You have a website, right? I do. Actually, there's one for the book called whentoworry.com. And then I have one, which is DrLisaB.com. Dr. Lisa Boeski, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks so much. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, companies are trying to sell you stuff, but consumers are getting a lot smarter. What you need to know, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. <laughs> <laughs> 